I don't mean to be an alarmist, but the end is coming. We are just a few days away from finishing up our reading in the book of Acts. What did you think I meant? <laughs> I had a dream last night that a man emailed me and said that we should read Romans next. I don't know what his name was, but for some reason, I know his wife's name was Margaret. So if you're Margaret's husband, I'm marking you down as one dream vote for Romans. As for everyone else, you can cast your vote by sending an email to the address in this episode's description. Let me know what book you think we should read next. Today, we are in Acts chapter 25. You can turn there now in your Bible. Naturally, I'll be reading from my easy-to-understand-and-read EUR Bible. You can pick up a copy of it at Amazon.com. Just search for Dan Parr and you'll find it. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, open up your word to us today. Help us to hear from you, we ask in your name. Amen. Acts 25. So Festus came into the province, and after three days left Caesarea and went to Jerusalem. Then the high priest and the leading Jewish men told him their case against Paul, and they pleaded with him to rule in their favor and to have Paul brought to Jerusalem so they could kill him on the way. However, Festus said that Paul would be kept in custody at Caesarea and that he himself was about to leave shortly. He said, Let those who are in power among you go there with me, and if there is anything wrong he has done, let them accuse him. He had stayed there about ten days, then went to Caesarea, and on the next day he sat on the judgment seat and commanded Paul to be brought. When he arrived, the Jews from Jerusalem stood around him and brought up many serious charges against him, none of which they could prove. And making his defense, Paul said, I have not sinned at all against the law of the Jews, the temple, or Caesar. But Festus, wanting to gain favor with the Jews, asked Paul, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and be judged by me there concerning these things? But Paul said, I am standing before Caesar's judgment seat, and this is where I ought to be tried. I have done no wrong to the Jews, as you know very well. For if I have done wrong and have committed anything worthy of death, I don't refuse to die. But if none of the things they accuse me of is true, then no one can hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. Then Festus talked it over with the council and said, You have appealed to Caesar? To Caesar you shall go. Now, when some days had passed, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea and came to greet Festus. As they stayed there many days, Festus laid out Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a prisoner who was left here by Felix. When I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the Jewish leaders pled their case and asked that I sentence him to death. I told them that it is not the custom of the Romans to pronounce a death sentence on any man before he had met his accusers face to face and had the opportunity to defend himself in the matter. So when they came here, I didn't delay, and on the next day, sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought. When the accusers stood up, they didn't charge him with anything that I had expected, but instead it was accusations against him about their own religion and about a man named Jesus, who was dead, but Paul claims to be alive. Since I wasn't certain about how to judge these things, I asked whether he was willing to go to Jerusalem and be judged there concerning these matters. But when Paul had appealed for the decision of the emperor, I commanded him to be kept until I could send him to Caesar. Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow you will, he said. The next day, King Agrippa and Bernice came with great pageantry into the courts, with the commanding officers and the leading men of the city. At the command of Festus, they had Paul brought in. Festus said, King Agrippa and all men who are here present with us, you see this man about whom all the Jews petitioned me, both at Jerusalem and here, saying that he ought to be put to death. But I found that he hadn't done anything worthy of death, 
and since he has appealed to the emperor, I decided to send him. But I don't have anything certain to write to him. So I have brought him out before all of you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, that after examination, I may have something to write. For it seems unreasonable to me to send a prisoner and not be able to specify the charges against him. It has been two years, and Paul is still in prison. While he was in prison, I don't imagine the Jewish leaders had much interaction with him. We are not told that he was going to the synagogue and continuing to preach about Jesus. There's no indication he had any platform at all other than his letter writing, which makes up a large portion of our New Testament. So even though his ministry was basically non-existent to them during this time, two whole years, these Jewish leaders are pleading with Festus to transfer him so that they can kill him. Good grief. Hold a grudge much, people? Why? Why are they so bent on eliminating him? He had been beaten, whipped, stoned, and he still talked about Jesus. He proclaimed the truth and they covered their ears and screamed so they wouldn't have to listen to him. So even though it had been two years since his last public appearance, they are still enraged by what they heard and figure the only way to stop him is to kill him. And perhaps their thought was that he would be made an example, and that would intimidate any other believers and silence them. But of course, it didn't. You and I are here now, hearing the gospel message of the saving power of Jesus Christ because of the fearless tenacity of people like Paul, who dared to bring the message of the good news, even though it would cost them their lives. A commentary I read pointed out something important here. The people that wanted to kill Paul were religious leaders. These men were supposed to be the salt of the earth, God's chosen people. But here, they were plotting to murder an innocent man. Paul had not broken any laws, and these leaders knew that if Paul went to trial, he'd be acquitted. They had nothing but lies to charge him with, and they knew their case would never stand. So they planned to execute him while he was being transported. This goes to show you the dangers of religion. Religion in and of itself does not make one a good person. These men were the leaders of the Jews, those who were supposed to be morally correct in their actions, but they weren't. It just goes to show that what is needed for a transformation from a sinful life to a sin-forgiven life is Jesus. And only when you start obeying him through the help of the Holy Spirit does any kind of lasting change leading to salvation occur? Our willpower is not enough to make us right with God. We can't do enough good deeds or sacrifice enough to satisfy the requirements God has set. It's only through our accepting of Jesus' sacrifice that we get our right standing with Jesus. And only after we start walking in our new life do we begin to see a change in our thoughts, actions, and behaviors. Religion will not do it. Only a relationship with God through Jesus will. Let's pray. Father, we recognize that we are not able to live the lives you have called us to live on our own. We need your forgiveness and the leading of the Spirit to transform us and change us. And even then, it can be a struggle to put to death the deeds of the flesh that war against our desire to be transformed. For the one listening today who has been struggling with this, trying to be good enough, may they know you are all that is needed. It is not about us. We can't save ourselves. It's only by what you've done that we can be in right relationship with you. 
Help them to surrender to you so they can have the freedom you alone can bring. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Don't forget to send me an email and let me know what New Testament book you want to read next after we finish Acts in a few days. Thanks for listening today. God bless.